Cause of Bee Cholera or Dysentery by G.M. Doolittle Section 2 of the American Bee Journal Volume 17, Number 14 April 6, 1881 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recorded by Brandon Mitchell The American Bee Journal Volume 17, Number 14, April 6, 1881, by Various. I have noticed in several articles a statement quite similar to this, which is taken from Mr. James Heden's article in the February number of the Beekeeper's Instructor. Every beekeeper of experience who lives in our northern latitudes has witnessed enough to know that cold or confinement, or both, do not cause bee cholera or dysentery. Now I claim the title beekeeper, whether of experience or not I dare not say, and live in the northern latitudes, yet I cannot be one of the number above styled as every, for I believe confinement does cause the so-called dysentery and hope to so clearly show it in this article that you will so acknowledge also. First, I once produced dysentery. I do not believe this is a disease, but merely an accumulation of the feces in its worst form the latter part of June by confining a lot of bees to the hive for ten days. A frame of brood was taken from the hive with the adhering bees and also a frame of honey with the bees which were on that and placed in an empty hive to form a nucleus, the bees being confined to live to the hive for three or four days when the entrance was opened in the evening. Early the next morning there came on a cold storm and bad weather ensued so the bees could not fly for six more days. On the tenth day the sun came out and the bees from these nuclei, seven in number, were so loaded that they could scarcely fly. An examination revealed that they had eaten on average about two pounds of honey in each nucleus. Nuclei made but a few days before, which had flown two or three times before the bad weather, were not eager to fly and showed no signs of dysentery, neither did our full colonies, nor had they eaten an undue amount of honey. The trouble here was evidently confinement, which caused the bees to worry and thereby consume an undue quantity of food, thus producing a necessity to void the excrement, or dysentery, if you please to call it so. Again, in the fall of 1878, our bees were prepared for the winter in the best possible shape and had nothing but white honey in their hives, said honey being collected the early part of July, for we had no fall honey. Sixty colonies were put in the cellar and ninety left on the summer stands, two-thirds of which were packed with chaff and straw. Winter set in early and the weather was so cold that no bees could fly with safety for nearly four and a half months. At the end of four months some of our best colonies were dead with the combs and hives soiled badly while others sitting right alongside them were in as fine a condition as could be and remained thus coming out strong in the spring. If it was bacteria in the honey, why did not all die? as all had the same stores. We also placed 60 colonies from the same yard in the cellar on the 1st of November and did not set them out till May 1st and 55 of the 60 came out in good condition 
while we only saved 15 out of the 90 outdoors, 75 dying with the dysentery, so-called. If it was infection of the honey, why did not those in the cellar die also, and especially as they stood six months confinement? The past winter has shown the same results, only our loss is but about 10% so far. Now I will give my conclusion. From practical experience, I have been forced to the conclusion that confinement is the cause of all wintering troubles. For surely, bees do not die from what they eat in July weather when they can fly. But confine them to the hive with July weather, and they cannot live one-third as long as in cool or cold weather. That confinement is the result whenever the mercury falls between below 40 to 45 degrees in the shade and as surely as the mercury stays below this for 60 days in succession bees not properly protected will suffer therefrom and if properly protected 120 days will more or less hurt those on the summer stands that 180 days confinement in a good cellar can be endured by the bees as well as 120 days in well-protected hives or 60 days with no protection on the summer stands that if 60 days more of confinement is added in either case not one colony in 10 can survive no matter what the food is nor the surrounding conditions now we come to our last point which is that instead of the trouble being in the kind of honey eaten thus producing dysentery the trouble is in the quantity eaten and as the quantity consumed is to the number of days the bees are confined so is their length of life shortened or extended for instance a fair-sized colony may consume one and one-half pounds of honey per month and endure confinement without soiling the combs for six months now if they consume six times this amount in two months they must fly at the end of that time or the combs will be soiled very soon after we often read my bees wintered well and consumed but very little honey while the fact was that their consuming but very little honey was the reason they wintered well thus we are able to answer the question why one colony dies and another at the side of it does not it is because one gets discontented and consumes large quantities of honey while the other does not now comes the rub why does one colony get discontented within one month after being confined and another does not under three or four or in the case of cellar wintering six months well i will be candid and say i do not know but I do not believe the cause is in the honey altogether. One thing Mr. Heaton and myself will agree on, I am sure, is that is if as soon and as often as a colony gets uneasy and goes to eating honey ravenously, they could have a day to fly, all would be well, even if such a colony was obliged to fly three or four times where another did not have two but once. To keep bees quiet the longest possible time, I would recommend, first, a good bee cellar in a bank covered all over with no less than three feet of earth and an even temperature maintained inside at 44 to 45 degrees. Second, hives so constructed that chaff could entirely surround the bees to the depth of four inches. To sum up, we should winter one half of our apiary one way and one half the other 
in as much as our winters vary so that one winter has come out the best on summer stands and another the best from the cellar. I will refer to this subject again in the next weekly bee journal. Borodino, New York, March 22, 1881. End of section 2. Recorded by Brandon Mitchell.